All right, it's just you and me again. Back yeah, it's at it. It's been so long. It feels like it's been a while since just you. At least we recorded in person. We've yeah. We've been doing a lot of like interviews. So and we did a lot of recording. Next month. Oh yeah, we did a lot of recording for the Thanksgiving stuff, like weeks in advance, just so we could have time with family too. So. So um, it feels weird, weird being back. But <laughs> today's topic, BFR. Yes. Laura's favorite topic that she knows nothing about. So sure. I will be properly educating her today on the protocols, the effects, the research, what it is, what it isn't, and our concerns. I was about to say, this isn't really too much of a, I wouldn't say we decided how we felt truly on it. We just, we voiced a lot of concerns on it on this one um, and just questions to think about. And so if you've got some great answers to the questions we bring up and you got some great research by all means send it this our way because it might sound like we're against it pre-warning i guess yeah but But we're not we're actually very open to it yeah i'm really i really want to do it yeah so let's go ahead and uh constrict our way into it i feel like you're just throwing words in there now (laughs) it's so hard You're listening to the PT Assistance Podcast with your hosts, Ken. And Laura. Thanks for joining for another exciting episode. Okay, so BFR training. Blood flow restriction. Do you want to tell me how much you know? Um, little. Like? Like. Very little? Very little. I've read a little bit on it. Um, I haven't dove too deep in, so like we kind of talked about in the intro, Ken will be educating us, which I'm super excited about. But I will say, I do feel like I've formed a slight opinion on it that could be changed, I guess you could say. So when I first heard about it, it was during the program. And my professor brought it up. He's like, oh, there's a thing called voodoo training. (laughs) And just the name of it alone, I was like, oh, that sounds cool. So then I looked into it, or you kind of told me about it, like, oh, yeah, you, like, occlude blood flow, and because of, like, the occlusion, it speeds up your training in a way, mm-hmm. so you need Instead oxygen. Instead of doing 30 reps. Yeah, you'll do, like, 10, do 10, and then you feel like you did 30. Mm-hmm. So someone who trains a lot for, like, either a living or you just love to weight train, like, overall, your joints are going to wear and tear. Like, it's just going to happen quicker because of how much you train mm-hmm. so to avoid that you start doing bfr training so instead of doing the 30 you do the 10 you get the same benefits but you save your joints at the same time yeah but then i have the question of if you're saving your joints you're eventually having to put something kind of are you putting your muscles in other portions at risk because of it and so I think that's some of the stuff we're going to talk about today. Um, so real quick, just the definition of BFR according to mm-hmm. Active PT. Um, it's a training in a form of safe and low intensity resistant exercise. Um, it systematically util- utilizes a cuff or tourniquet while performing an exercise to decrease blood flow to the working area, thus creating an optimal environment for muscles even under a low load. Um, Also, I wanted to point out that voodoo training or BFR is different than voodoo flossing. So voodoo flossing is to speed up recovery, decrease healing time, or use as a warm-up or cool-down. So it still restricts blood flow, but it's not the same as BFR. Mm -hmm. 
So when I talked to my PT about it, he brought up voodoo flossing. So it's like this kind of like Luco tape or athletic tape, but it's its own like degree of elasticity, I want to say. Probably. But you also use it to warm up. It's supposed to give you more range of motion and we'll probably have a whole nother episode <laughs> dedicated to voodoo flossing. Um, but I wanted to... Why do I already know what his opinion was? On the oh, this flossing. is the other one. I didn't even ask that, PT. <laughs> it, it, yeah, there's no point. I already know what his answer is going to be. Um, but what people say about the voodoo training or the BFR is that it's good for people who go come out of surgery. Mm-hmm. So people who can't do a, a huge load because of the fact that they just did like an ACL reconstruction, which is the study that I picked, in order to not compromise the surgery they do BFR so they can keep their strength. So in the study that I found, it was like the systematic study of these, they want, they took six studies, I want to say, and they looked at the difference between training under BFR and not BFR. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, because you have to use the cuffs and put them at the right pressure and all that, it can't be a blind study. No. So it already has its maybe potential bias towards it helping and not helping yeah it could you could get a little bit of placebo effect you can't take that out in a way with a blind study so it has its limitations but they did find that patients or participants that used the bfr had more quad strength quad mass and less knee joint pain now out of curiosity with that study did they compare it to using russian they did not compare it to using Russian. This was just people who use BFR and not mm-hmm. BFR. I'd be, I'd be curious on that. True. Compare it to see, because Russian we know, same thing. You're not using the joints. You're, you know, putting it on the muscles, doing an electrical stimulation at the same time to get a stronger contraction, which again helps build up the muscle strength. With the Quicker. same, yep, with the same benefits as what BFR is saying too, where you're not putting load on the joints, you know, you don't have to do as many repetitions. We find it's great for atrophied muscles. Um, now, it would be interesting to see if how BFR, you know, compares to that in a way. I think that's going to be a whole other study. We're gonna have to. Try I feel to like find. it'd be cool. But that'd be interesting, the difference inter- as far as the benefits not, between BFR if and... If someone wants to reach out, we'll be down to, like, do it. I love studies. <laughs> Laura will participate. I'll participate in uh, putting together a study for that. Uh, as far as um, some people that I know, so I asked around to see if anyone's tried BFR, and they kind of just told me, like, oh, yeah, like, I've tried it a couple times. They just feel like they had a really intense workout mm-hmm. after only doing so much. But I don't know anybody who practices it, I don't want to say religiously, but yeah, most of their training days revolve around BFR. I don't know anybody who does that. So I don't know what the long-term effects or if it is optimal for someone to use on a continuous basis. Mm-hmm. Or is it just for your average individual? Like, hey, I just want to get some strength gains. Like, let's go yeah, do and some the whole thing is, training. Is you're, you're applying it and it's almost like applying a tourniquet in a way. For those who haven't any idea of what BFR looks like or anything like that, you're usually, um, you know, these are usually being used for your upper extremities or lower extremities just because of the where, 
how you apply it, I guess, is mm-hmm. you're literally essentially applying it above where you're wanting to work, cutting off the blood supply to a what they consider a safe amount. A safe, yeah. Yeah, let me, I'll put it that way to what's considered a safe amount of cutting off the blood supply and then performing said whatever activity to focus on certain muscles while using from what and I could be completely wrong and this is where you can correct me because you've done more research on it than I have but from my understanding it is the goal is to use up everything that you're currently is already kind of being within that muscle and maximizing the muscles potential of the oxygen and energy within that muscle that's already currently there without getting new sources and again that will then help bringing the muscle to peak performance plus you don't have to do as many reps because the muscles now having to work at its maximum capacity in a way yes theoretically yes right theoretically yeah you gotta use what you have because you can't get new blood yeah and you can't get old blood out yeah so it blocks it at least blocks your superficial veins but not your deep veins Mm -hmm. and you're getting almost full occlusion of your arteries yeah so you can't get new blood in you can't really get the blood that's already there out so you're pretty much fatiguing the muscle very rapidly in order for those strength gains to happen Mm mm-hmm but I did a CEU on it. It's not valid in Nevada, but I just wanted to try want, it out. Yeah, I've done a couple of that. I did that with uh, the grass. So tools. time to educate you, young Laura, Do on it. the history of BFR and anybody else listening. So it started in the 1960s where a martial artist was sitting not in tall kneeling, but like lower, like on his legs. Okay. Yeah. You know, like you're about to go into like a prayer stretch, but like you're, you're sitting you're, on your legs. You're sitting, you're kneel, you're kneel sitting, I guess you could yeah, say. Yeah, you're kneel sitting. sitting. <laughs> you're kneeling I mean, sitting? I'm sure there's a word there's for that. There's probably a position for that. But we're blanking. Literally just sitting on your ankles. So he was in that <laughs> position throughout the martial arts course. Mm-hmm. Um, this was in Japan, by the way. And while... The lecture, whatever is going on, he finishes, he stands up and notices there's a bunch of swelling in his legs. So all the blood just kind of pulled to his legs. And blood and other he stuff, He occluded yeah. the blood to leave, right? Well, there's blood in, you have to think of your lymphatic system too. So yeah, so everything's just there. There's everything's just pulling. pulling. So this started his little self-journey into why that happened. That was in the 1960s. Fast forward 10 years in the 70s. Is it funny though that I literally like... Just with our, where we are now, I'm like, well, duh, you cut everything off. Like, <laughs> why did it happen? You just yeah, cut everything off. Yeah, 60 years off. ago, like, maybe it wasn't that obvious. Maybe it wasn't, but I'm like, duh. She's spoiled. <laughs> Gosh. In the 70s, he went, I want to say skiing. I think that's what I remember. I'm, I'm trying to remember as much as I could. I took some notes, but I just kind of You're like, giving us a brief. I'm kind of yeah, briefing it up. So he went skiing. He broke his ankles and parts of his leg. So he started to do some self-research on tying his legs with bike tubes, tourniquet, whatever he could pretty much tourniquet himself with. And the official start to this was named Katsu. I don't know if I'm saying that right. I'm not Japanese. But it's K-A-A-S-T-S-U, something like that. Katsu. (laughs) Anyways. So start off as Katsu in Japan. I like that you were just. I thought you were gonna just leave it at the spelling, and then you're like, eh, no. something like that. Like maybe it's. Not I don't know if I'm saying it right. 
<laughs> no, I well, think it's what, yeah, Katsu. I spelled it. K-A-A-T-S-U. Sorry. But your follow-up right after that, I think it's something like that. I think that. it's something like that. Maybe yeah, it's because like, like I, I had my notes separate from the video. Uh-huh. So I wrote my notes after the video. Oh, and I'm okay. like, okay, I think this is what it was. That's why Close it's just enough. cliff notes. You know, I'm sure if you start typing it in, you know. Get, get, it's because I was just like listening idea. to it. And then after it was done, I just like try to type everything I remembered. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what I started off as. Once it came to the West here in America, they kind of translated it into BFR. Mm-hmm. But it's the same Pretty technique. That's why you'll, you'll, heal her, blah, blah, blah. You you'll hear, hear both. both. But that's what it is. So well, like, out here in America, you know, apparently we like to make sure everything's labeled by what they do, not so much after a person nowadays, you know. True. We'll eventually completely get there, but not yet. So the DOD, what does DOD stand for, Laura? What? DOD. DOD? It has nothing to do with physical therapy. Uh, I, I kind of like also was like, what? Date of, I'm going to go. Um, the DOD wanted a way for veterans who were injured to address their acute pains and kind of get them trained after Oh, I, I do know what DOD is. What is it? Department of Defense. There you go. Um, I is, I only did that because it happened to me. Well, I was like, what's he say? It's funny. Like, Once you said it. And then like I was looking at and it. And then like, you oh. said literally veterans. All yeah. you said was veterans. And I knew exactly what DOD you were talking about. But literally I'm like date of delivery, date of. <laughs> There's so <laughs> Something many medical related. But yeah. Well, no. Like, I blanked for a second. Too. Um. Yeah, I'll yeah, I'll tell you so remind me to tell you something off. <laughs> off the air, okay. So they wanted to find a way to do it, so they started implementing the BFR for the veterans and then it started to get used a lot more, a lot more. And when you do it, you have different pro- so this is where it gets complicated. And why it brought up some concerns for us cuz it's like Instagrammers are doing this, YouTubers are doing this. Like anybody oh, can do it. Oh, was it already my concern that we kind of talked about, and this is where I'm hesitant? Well, because I'm going to like protocols and yeah. how to how to use it properly so, according so, to the CEU. So this is one of my biggest things. Yeah, because we see we Instagrammers, YouTubers doing BFR, mm-hmm. and anybody can just. I just looked it up on Amazon. You can get bands for twenty three dollars, and you can start doing this tomorrow. Um, maybe two days if you have Amazon Prime shipping. Hey, or overnighter. Or overnight it. But the point is, <laughs> it's easily accessible, and it's becoming popular. Mm-hmm. So my concern is, what are the protocols? Is it safe? How do you use it? Um, we talked a little bit about your concerns. Yeah, because my concerns, and we kind of talked about this when we first brought up the subject, and a little bit even as we were setting up for today. My big thing is, is I'm like, you're literally applying a tourniquet. You're applying a tourniquet to whatever body part you're applying it to. And the point of a tourniquet is to cut off blood supply. But we also know with a tourniquet that can cause several issues if not applied correctly. Um... A, you can apply a tourniquet, like for this, my concern is that you're going to apply a full tourniquet in a way of where you're fully cutting off everything and then you're leaving it on for too long and you're causing actual permanent damage. Nerve, muscles, um, pretty much any soft tissue, like everything below the tourniquet can get injured. Um, 
that's my biggest concern with BFR and putting it into kind of unskilled, untrained hands per se. And I don't know in my world if the risk of something like that happening is worth the benefit that BFR can provide, if that makes sense. Yes. The risk does not outweigh the benefits, the benefits, the possible benefits too. You're not even guaranteed certain benefits with anything medical. We know that. See, and that's a thing too, because it's like, if you're not doing it right, either you have that end of it where you do get damage to mm-hmm. everything there and below, or if you're not doing it enough, then, then there is no benefit. Mm-hmm. Then what's the purpose of doing it? Yep. Then you're just doing it to just do it. So according to the CEU I took, so there are different protocols depending if you want muscle growth or aerobic tolerance. So there's already different protocols there Yeah. on the tightness. It didn't tell me what the protocols were, but the goals, you should always have a goal in mind on what you want to do. Mm-hmm. So depending on what you want to do, you should adjust for that. Um, you do want to include the arterial pressure and superficial venous pressure. Depending on what limb you do, depends on the type of pressure. Um, your blood pressure will change how much pressure you should apply the cuffs to. So that's why any sort of cardiovascular health concerns will be a contraindication when it comes to this kind of technique. They also said like without BFR, you need 65% of your one wet one rep max in order to start seeing benefits, strength benefits when you're just normally training. And if that demand is not met, then that's when you start losing strength, so on and so forth. So I was trying to look up real quickly. I just saw my phone, like, Mm -hmm. what are the protocols? And same thing, like, I kind of clicked on one that said the protocols. And right off the bat, it doesn't really give you, like, a layout of actual protocols. Like It's it's because it's, I feel like it's just so, it varies from person to person mm -hmm. on top of why you're doing it. Yeah. It will talk about how many reps and everything like protocol wise and how many you should be doing for certain phases. But it does not actually give you protocols of how much to apply. If that makes sense. I do have a percentage on my end. Oh, you do? Okay. For the amount of LOP, limb occlusion pressure. Oh, I found it. Yep. Okay. Oh, I wonder if they match up. It would be interesting. Um, So... I guess the, the reason why they started doing this too, as far as like in physical therapy, was that for either surgery rehab, the ACL or whatever the case mm-hmm. may be, you're able to load properly sooner. So they said almost like two to four weeks out, you're able to start incorporating BFR because two to four weeks out, you can start doing just regular exercises, light load. Yeah. You're still doing light load. You're just adding the cuff. Mm-hmm. Um, the second reason is, because of the way the insurance works, you only get so many visits sometimes. And yep. to maximize your visits, you start using BFR. Yeah. And ultimately, it just kind of leads to patient frustration, not seeing progress if they've been there for two months. I would still love to see it compared against... To Russian? Russian. I'm almost just curious on the research on Russian. We'll do an episode dedicated just to Russian I know. I, I'm a huge... I will say I'm a huge fan you of love Russian. love Russian? Post-op That's Russian. That's extremely uncomfortable. Oh, it's so, well, it's uncomfortable. I mean, it's beneficial, but. It's, it's beneficial, but from what I can tell of BFR2, it's uncomfortable. Like, most people I've watched yes. do it, they're not, like, thrilled they're not, about having it on They're not either. loving life. They're not loving life either, so 
In fact, I've watched people's faces and I felt like, I'm like, you look worse off than when I did Russian. And I love Russian. I don't know. Um, so the protocols I have, let's see if they match up. Mm-hmm. Upper extremity, you're looking at 40 to 50% occlusion. This one says 50. Okay. For lower extremity, you're looking to 50 to 60% occlusion. This one says 80. I did read one that said up to 80%. Yep. 80%. But the one, uh, the CEU said 50 to 60 for lower extremity. And then it says when BFR is poorly tolerated. So when it doesn't work. When you don't like it. When you don't like it or they can't tolerate, then you can use a smaller percentage. But then the question leads. Is it? Is it beneficial? Is it really working? Yeah, is it beneficial even at that point? Um, As far as your weight, you want to use 20% of your one rep max. And the set scheme is going to be looking like 30. Your first set is 30. Then you'll do 15, 15, 15, 30 second rest intervals in between. And then you deflate the cuff. Yeah, I've got 20 to 30% of your one rep max. And then 30, 15, 15, 15. Okay, so similar. Yeah, and then um, they said even in weaker pregnant, uh, weaker patients. Is it pregnancy? I'm like, I thought that was an contraindication. Well, I was, I was mixing, I was mixing uh, words together right there. Um, but uh, weaker patients, it's t- twenty, ten, ten, ten. Okay. Or four fifty. Knock it down a little bit. Yeah, so they they kind of adjust for those. Yeah, so I looked up on Amazon real quick the prices on BFR bands. So there's one for $23, there's one for $8, there's some for $15. Like, they can get pretty cheap. And I'm like, okay, well, how are you going to measure? Because the equipment that you need is cuffs, and they even want you using an ultrasound to find the pulse on Mm -hmm. where the correct spot to place the cuff is, and then measure to make sure how much you're occluding it. How is a strap with just a belt buckle going to do that? Well, I looked at what their instructions were. And you just go to tolerance. Yeah. Like you do, it says five to seven and your perceived pressure should be anywhere between five to seven, no more than eight. And this is my concern with it too, is a lot of the patients I would probably use BFR on if I chose to use it are kind of the patients who want that intensity, who want to get a little bit quicker, a little bit faster, who want to see those benefits, maximize really their time, everything like that. But my concern is most of those patients I have, I would be nervous that they would go out, look on Amazon, buy a janky one, and then screw themselves up because yeah, they're so it, intense. Yeah. And like, don't get me wrong. Like, I, I'm really curious about it. Like, I, I kind of want to try it. Like, mm-hmm. I want to do it. Oh, I'm always down and to try it. I want to take a seat, like an actual in-person see you want it. I want to try it in person. I'm just um, being because, the little devil over here. I just am being the devil's advocate. Well, I'm kind of sounding kind of pessimistic about it too. Not going to lie. <laughs> but I think it's just because of the concerns that yeah. I have that I don't think just your average person should try it without really knowing what they're doing. I think At that's least we have concern, some sort yeah. of background in it. Like we know where the arteries are, like where the, the, the pressure points, I guess, should be. We know things, to, signs to look for too if the, it becomes too much, you know, capillary yeah, fill. Yeah. Everything like that, like the we we know what to kind of we have some experience in that because we've been trained for it. Which again, this to me would make sense to have in a skilled facility, and we could very well charge for it. But my big concern is using your own patients, them going out and finding their own, 
and messing everything up. And then also to me as a clinician, like anything, we have to look at the risk of it doing it versus the possible potential of the benefits. Are the possible risk worth the benefits? And the literally the ri- the risk lift like coming up with these like are just insane. Like the contraindications, the things you can't do it with, um, the precautions are just so many. Like yeah, you really have to know whether yeah. or not your patient's appropriate. Active the pregnancy, higher... cancer, uh, vascular graphing, any type of skin graft, elbow surgery. They recommend not doing it. Open fracture, of course. Open soft tissue injury, post-traumatic lengthening hand reconstruction. The like, list goes on. And se- on. Uh, severe hypertension, uh, sickle cell anemia, acid oxidosis, ex- extremities dialysis access. Like, there, in, you know, previous DVTs, uh, current, current DVTs, DVT. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like... Profile vascular compromise. And I'm sh- like, I'm like, I feel it, like it's going to keep going. Yeah. The list medications and supplements known to increase risk of clotting. If they have an increased risk of clotting, like I feel like anything got any vascular issues, you're just off the table. Like, I mean, right yeah, off the bat. It's going to hit yeah. that. Um, the higher end blood cuffs go up to like $350, $400, which that's not as bad. This one's $600. So okay, I'm assuming that's where like, I expected people that like, are trying to do it and all of a sudden they see that price tag, like that's going to turn them off and be like, oh, I'm going to get this $20 one. Mm-hmm. But and not realize. I would just say be careful, to be honest. The, um, the downfalls of getting that one. So I know somebody, kind of like when you take a CEU, like how much of a advocate you come for it. So people who take the McKenzie CEU mm-hmm. are like McKenzie diehards. Mm-hmm. They do it to everybody. Maybe not everybody, but. As soon as they see like some signs and symptoms, they, they immediately the, start. They drink in the Kool Aid. They is are. What you're saying. So if you take Which the BFR not course, bad with drinking the Kool Aid. In sips. In sips, <laughs> within within reason. Within <laughs> reason. Um. So not me personally, but I know somebody who's like fellow clinician did a BFR mm-hmm. course, and they BFR'd everybody. Anybody who came in, they used BFR. Yeah. And what ended up happening was one of the patients ended up getting bruised from it. Not surprised. They went to go see their doctor shortly after that. Their doctor asked how that happened. The patient explained, oh, they used these cuffs on me. That doctor immediately called up the facility, spoke to that PC, and, like, chewed them out. Said, don't you ever, ever put that on any of my patients I send you. Or, like, I will drop you from like my clinician or my PT list. And it's like, that's pretty extreme. So it's mm-hmm. like, even if you're like, if you want to do it, cool. Your patient's cool with it too. Like your doctor, you might need not. to keep in mind your doctor. Or if you work with MBAs and attorneys, you need to keep in mind your attorneys mm-hmm. because it doesn't bode well with everybody. So I would just, I don't know, just be cautious yeah. Because, like, that's bad for a doctor to call you and to chew you out for a technique that you really believe in. Like, I don't know. I feel like it's different than, like, the McKenzie method because I don't really think anybody would chew you out for that. Well, but and the thing for is, BFR, is, like, um, BFR is almost the new trending technique, I would say. Like, we, we've all seen it, you know, we go through trends. Let's be honest. Like, 
we talked about massage guns on on this channel before and we talked about how it was like a trend and how it became like a um trend in the public eye in a way and cuppy and that kind of stuff and i i don't i'm not saying that any of it's technically wrong it's just whether or not those one-offs are right for the masses is the question and i think that's where we need to really think about not just what the research says but also what clinically we are seeing and whether or not the benefits again outweigh the risk um to me some of our ones like cupping and that kind of stuff yeah your your most your highest risk is some bruising like well okay it's not the highest risk but like that's on on average what we're seeing but i feel like with bfr training the risks are much higher um but i feel like it's almost in the same category as like dry needling same thing of like i don't think you almost should be doing it without having proper Training, proper training education on it certification i think you need to fall on certification in it um just because of the fact that if anything is to go wrong and as you got to think about yourself too like if you do this without training and something does go wrong and the doctor either comes after you or the patient comes after you like you can be held liable if you don't show that you had proper training in it that's on you that's a good point and that goes with anything. That goes with anything, really, not yeah. just this. Like, at least with our exercises and some of our instrumented tools, like, we do cover that in class more than anything in schooling. And we do have, like, we can be like, no, our license, like, sh demonstrates right off the bat that we had training in this, so you can't come after that. But these newer techniques, um, I think, is definitely something. And my, uh, from my understanding, my company does do training on BFR. They do you have offer. To do it. I know, right? There's a lot they offer. They actually just did a concussion course for all the heads of um, the PTs at each clinic. Um, because I guess their big thing, I just learned this, their big thing is to have um, at least one clinician, so one PT at every single one of their clinics who is certified in and trained in specializing in concussions um, and vestibular. Actually, we got to do the maneuver the other oh, day. Do you know what it's called? I forgot. Yeah, I have linked on it. I literally There's had two it. names. There's the mm -hmm. one that involves a name and then the one that doesn't involve the name. I can't think of it right now. There's and I the had Epley it. maneuver. No, that's not the one. And I the Kenilith repositioning that's maneuver. That's what I was thinking. They're the same thing. <laughs> They're just one's a name and one's the official not named version. Which actually, by the way, did I ever tell you that's the first time I've actually seen someone do that? Well, I've seen someone do it, but I've never seen them do it on someone who needed it. Oh, it's so I've it's never crazy. actually visually seen the eyes react. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, I've always wondered. You just I'm like, see that? Would do, I? Do, 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 well, do, and I'm do, thinking, do, do, I'm like, would I ever actually like visually be able to see it, or I mean, I miss it? Is it such a small? Oh, oh no, no, it's for sure. It's a, you'll see it. Like I couldn't even mimic if I wanted to. Like yeah, that that was in beating nystagmus. Yeah, and no, it's our it's, patient was like it. in tears doing it. And we've had patients see us do that. And then they're like, oh, can you try it on me next? I think I have it. Like, just like a patient's significant other or yeah. parent or whatever. And I'm like, uh, no. I was <laughs> like, if I do this on, in the way I tell them, I was like, if I do this on you and you don't have it, I could cause it. So, no, I'm not doing it to you. Nah, and nah. that immediately just 
shuts them up. They're like, I'm good. And you're I'm like, oh, my, you're right. Actually, me and my PT are going to go over it a little bit more of me practicing on her. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. No, 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 no. Just make sure you have your hands on them when you bring them back up. Because yeah, that's what she says. They'll like, as soon as oh, you sit them back up, She's just like keep this. your hands on them because. Our they'll... patient literally was like swaying back and forth. I was like, ooh. We'll and have like, a I asked a bunch of. Was... To your yeah. new ventures because but... I'm sure I'm going to have a lot of questions for you. Which ones? <laughs> well, just all your new PTA ventures since you've started your new job. Uh, yeah. Wow, uh... That sounds exciting. <laughs> you seem ready. Yeah, we'll we'll discuss it. It's not even that bad. It's just different. Like I don't know. I'll I'll give you guys a little preview. I have been practicing longer than my PT, and so that brings up some very interesting things sometimes. So it's it's interesting. Oh, I bet there's some cups <laughs> for four dollars. See again, back to what we were actually here talking about, guys. <laughs> there's some cups for six dollars. I, I don't trust. I hate to say this, but I don't trust the public population not to screw this up. Yeah. It's ulti- I don't think... I guess my PSA is just just be careful, do your research. Yeah, and to and me, I just I would love to see the, the research against Russian versus this, because I feel like Russian, yes, we have... Um, there are some possible risks with Russian, you know, like burns and that kind of stuff that I would probably say is the biggest risk and most common risk you'd run into if it's not placed correctly but i feel like even that risk outweighs some of the risk of bfr now i would love to see the research on whether or not bfr clearly demonstrates a higher performance and um what's the word i'm looking for uh like when something does better just the better value i guess yeah better value of the time patient's time and work um over russian it'd be interesting we'll have to see if we can find it i'm and assuming what? someone's done it if not get your pencils ready if not can i get a little bit of credit for uh the concept for the con- the actually idea. no i don't even want credit i just want to um can i join in on this research i no, love researching Laura. actually actually you're contraindicated. Oh no no no! Red I want hair to is a straight up contraindication for BFR training. I hate you so much sometimes. <laughs> I literally thought you were gonna go with my foot. No, you no, went with the ginger. I went the ginger. The, you went the ginger. Yep. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I saw that somewhere. That's a contraindication. It's definitely. That's it's called life is contraindication <laughs> for gingers. <laughs> Breathing right, well. air contraindication. Having heart contraindication. <laughs> well, that's all I had. Um, all you had. Yeah, pretty much. I'm just literally saying, though, if you're, you're going to do a research, I'm all down to join you in this. I loved, I loved when I did research. Laura likes participating. Not participating. I want to actually help perform like the research. Oh. Out. You like, do I want to be on the, the clinician aspect gotcha. side of it. Yeah, yeah. Gingers are also contraindicated for that. You know what? <laughs> who, who's the one who's technically pub- published here? Um, both of us. Me. Anyways, You've been you published. made it this far. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to do all the things. Like, share, let us know how we're doing. We're, you know, keep going strong almost to the end of the year and into the new year, which is absolutely crazy that we've been Growing. going this far for two times a week for this long. But it's amazing. And haven't, met, like, strangled each other yet. I mean, not on air. <laughs> and we've met so many people, so many amazing PTAs doing yes. so many things. And we've been learning so much. We hope you've been learning some. 
and we'll just kind of ride this out with some interviews to the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, we hope everyone had a great first holiday and a great rest of their holiday season. And we will catch you guys in the next one. Yeah, don't forget, next one will be on Wednesday. Just a reminder. We're switching to the one time a week um, starting next week. So every Wednesday, tune in. And don't forget to catch some oldies, but goodies. All right. We'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Take care. The information in this video or podcast is not intended nor implied to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. All content, including text, graphics, images, and information contained in this video or podcast is for general information purposes only and does not replace your professors or a consultation from your own doctor or healthcare professional.